This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Ramblers Podcast, presented to you by Flawless Coast Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. I don't have no AKAs for today. Y'all already know what time I'm on. And I'm joined by my friends and my co-hosts. Um, <laughs> Hope the Bear is <laughs> it's me. I'm like LeBron. If you ever see me fighting in the woods with a grizzly bear, bitch, help the bear. It's not so newlywed PC, Candace. You know who I am. We want to get get going. But I do want to say, you do not want to fucking miss Ratchet Reloaded on our Patreon. I am not even being funny. You do not want to miss how bad we are about to cut up after we record Ratchet Reloaded. Because I'm going to tell you what shows we're covering right now on Ratchet Reloaded on the Patreon. Bad Boys Texas, Life After Lockup, Grown in Gospel, and Put a Ring on It. And not near four of them shows disappointed. Go ahead and spend your $5 and treat yourself. Don't cheat yourself, okay? Be a greater hoe, not a hater hoe. And I'm not even calling y'all hoes for real, but be greater, not a hater. Don't really have the same umph as be a greater hoe and not a hater hoe. Um... <laughs> But As if you're going to be a whole slut it up for the summer. I know, that's hey, right. Ass out. <laughs> Clapping. Clappers clap. That's to what I front. tell you. Just don't get the clap. It's <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> As you see, Adrian is here to be the voice of reason. She said, make sure that you get tested and make sure you use in proper protection. Because what's that shit that hit the timeline this week? The herpes shit? What was that called? Like we seen on video, somebody get herpes in real time on the internet. This is when you know that we might need to take it back to pagers and beavers. Oh. Be- <laughs> I can't remember the exact name of the festival, but there was some type of music festival. And there's a video of a girl and a guy fucking in a bathroom, unprotected. They laughing, giggling, kicking, looking back at the camera. He's smacking her ass. They kissing in the mouth. This girl Good. comes out okay. and says that she has herpes. Before that encounter or after that encounter? After that encounter. After that encounter. I just, I want to be honest and say that if you was kissing people in the club in the mouth at festivals. Yeah, I ain't, ain't want to victim blind. You was fucking, you was fucking nasty. <laughs> because I'm going to tell you, for me to be nearly 40, I've never kissed no stranger in the mouth at the fucking club. You get what you get. You get what you get. Hey, Adrian. Hey, y'all. This is Adrian, a.k.a. I did not know Brian McKnight was such a piece of shit. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Why we here then? Because <laughs> you know I'm no, always because... going to come with a little sprinkle of something. No, because while we're here, like this, this gets rehashed on Twitter every six to seven months. Right, Jeremy? Yep. We every six, seven months, we t- bring up how he's a piece of shit and Everybody talk about, well, these kids is grown and if they entitled and they dad don't want to deal with them because they're entitled and they're spoiled and they're, they're this and they're that, which, hey, 
I'm not necessarily disagreeing. What I have a problem with, though, is as a parent picking and choosing which kids get to be entitled. And subsequently, only your black biological children don't get to be entitled. But your white stepdaughter does get to be entitled. Mm-hmm. Oh, nasty. That's word. my problem. Nasty That's my word. problem. I don't have a problem with a parent cutting a child off for being entitled and disrespectful and things like that. And even that to me is a bit of a stretch because yeah, it is. you were a part, you've been famous for a very long time. Let's be honest. He wasn't no full-time president accounted for dad. There you go. That That's my biggest issue with like most things on Twitter. Like it's a lot of a lack of nuance and, and a lot of nuance lacking. Cause they, whenever they talk about those kids, you know, maybe not being, you know, the best kids. They also conveniently leave out that the fact that Brian was like basically the mo jizzle of of famous dads. So like he was he was very his his children have said that he was a very absent parent, right? Be and and much that's a lot of celebrities, especially in that era, especially men. Let me rein it in. Famous women don't even really get to be absent parents. Famous men have always been able to be absent parents because they are they are providing financially. So it's got to be one or the other. Either you want to either you want to cry in the mansion or you want to cry in the, or you want me there in the projects with you. There's never been any nuance. He wasn't that present as a father. That's what his biological children have said. To which I have a hard time believing that these kids are so entitled in this, that, and the third. When one of them is like a college a star college volleyball player that's getting a full ride in college right now so to paint these kids as they are entitled and they don't do shit and they don't do this like and they, they don't do that at the very yeah at the very minimum one of those kids is doing something and deserves to have the support of their father in all ways including financially but let's and say that they are go ahead because right, right. with because i believe the daughter that you're referencing the nastiest, like, kind of excuse for his behavior that I've heard is because basically the relationship with her mother, like, that wasn't, like, a re- a relationship. And he basically told her he wasn't going to be involved. And I don't know why people think that that's just a, let okay. people off. And that's a, that's a perfectly good excuse. I mean, we already know niggas are trash like that. And sometimes their relationship with the child will depend on the relationship they have with the mother. Hence why you have niggas that are deadbeats to their biological children, but stepdad of the fucking year to girlfriend and, and, and new wives kids. Hence Brian. Yeah. Exactly what we talking about now. Which also... I, I want to say, even if even if his biological children is rotten to their fucking core, okay, they lazy, they don't work, they don't do this, they don't do that, which I'm calling bullshit because those those adults are not homeless, hungry, on drugs, in jail, or no shit like that. So there's some misinformation going on, and I'm inclined to believe Brian McKnight is a liar. Mm-hmm. But this ain't the but first to, time, because... Oh, no, I was going to say, and my problem is you constantly propping up your white stepchild talking about you the best daughter a dad could ever ask for. Even if you don't have a relationship with your kids, as a old ass senior citizen, Gerald Tall taking ass motherfucker, you do not have to be saying nasty, condescending shit and, re- or, and taking digs at your fucking kids. If you don't fuck with them, just don't fuck with them. Leave them alone. But some of the shit he do and some of the lies he's told because 
one of the other lies about why he didn't he doesn't have a relationship with the daughter is because she was fucking her cousin or some weird shit like that. None of which was ever substantiated from any fucking body. It's like you a piece of shit. And then even if that was the case, that's a reason for you to withdraw and not for you to clutch your baby a little bit. Get her help exactly, and not make sure she okay. Well, I won't be back at one for a long time. So, (laughs) if we, I've never been no huge Brian McKnight fan. So, you know, I'm perfectly okay throwing him into the um get the fuck out of here bunker with some of these other R&B motherfuckers. I'm not going to lie. That's what I that, will like, say. I'm not going to lie on that like I haven't been a fan of his music because it does have some good music, but mm-hmm. also in that vein, I haven't listened to that nigga like consistently in about damn near a decade. So. Also this. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I won't be losing no sleep. I like. Yeah, I'm not losing no playlist slides yeah, I ain't because no I'm not listening yeah. to him. But... <laughs> it's been like yeah. a decade since I listened to that nigga music. Cause I knew I knew some was uh I knew the the marbles was just rolling around clinking together when he did that. Let me show you how your pussy works. Shit, I was like, that's fucking weird. <laughs> just it, took that it, as R and B nigga playing around. Like, okay, you did a little something cute. You playing around, whatever. I didn't take it seriously. I don't think nobody did until he did. Because I, I, I did not just. I think I did not just was like, this is weird. Cause like he followed up with that, if I'm not mistaken. He had an EP. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like a yeah, it was oh, from wow. an EP. <laughs> yeah. It was an EP. He was dead serious with that song. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah, he was serious, and I was just like, "This is fucking strange." Yeah, it was like, like when it was like what a, a full file song, like little mini EP, yeah. doing that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, worth the yeah. luck to you, sir. Yeah. Thumbs down for sure. And I hope you stay in health because it's been known mm. Mm, for you to treat motherfuckers like shit. And as soon as you are no use to them, they ship your ass out. And she bring in a mm-hmm. new black stepdaddy. But I'm going to let that go. Mm. Yeah. Well, I hope the um, mulatto baby to prison pipeline gets stronger. <laughs> so, okay. I'm just saying. All right. Okay, well, so let, we just go. We just speaking of prison. <laughs> speaking of prison, that's where most of the bitches on Basketball Wives deserve to be, and I'm gonna be honest about it. And Adrian, British I know you don't watch, but I feel like we can honestly all agree that you got to be some miserable backbiting bitches to go to Mexico and be fucking fighting and arguing on a yacht, like. <laughs> Baby, I'm not going on vacation to argue with no fucking body. I don't have to see you bitches. I I'm not, not arguing out of country because you don't know what people's laws is. And I ain't trying to be in nobody jail, nobody foreign jail because I'm pretty. <laughs> I know that's exactly. right. <laughs> and that's, and see, I'm going to tell you with my issue, and I, I probably said it last week and it bears repeating today. My biggest issue with uh, Jackie Slinky Neck Christie is that this bitch is a fucking clown who puts on many different facades because you got away from Doug ass. When you when you with Doug, you start acting like you are a fucking Stepford wife. Oh, Doug, just love, light, and positivity. And Doug said... And, the, and then when you not away from Doug, you acting like a fucking low-down, red-ass bitch. And you are... Let, I don't like Jen... I have not liked Jen for a very long time, but you a nasty piece of work to call that girl a liar about abuse she endured from a man 
who is known to be abusive and is currently sitting in jail for setting up and having his own nephew murdered for fucking insurance money. Mm. Like that's a fucking conversation. It, it, to me, it's just certain boundaries you don't need to cross to be low down. And I, I want to say we stand corrected. Jen was saying that, or, or Jackie was saying that Jen came to her about the documentary she was doing where she discussed and talks about all the shit she went through with Tim Norman, who was on Sweetie Pie, not the hair show, the documentary. And again, I still agree with Jackie. Even if you didn't hire me, even if there was no contract, you bouncing ideas off of me and you asking my opinion on things and you want my advice on things, it's a form of help. However, Jackie, which is crazy as fuck considering your oldest daughter has talked about on social media about being in abusive relationships, to tell Jen that it probably didn't happen and she probably lied and no, that's why nobody believed her. You are the lowest type of bitch in my eyes because Tim Norman, if anybody, if any of our listeners ever watched Sweetie Pies, if y'all remember, he was fucking awful to his ex-fiance and baby mama. He was fucking awful to that woman. And then when him and Jen started dating, he was fucking awful to her to the point Jen had to get a restraining order against him. And in grand abuser fashion, and I've seen a lot of abusers do this. When, it's, when their victim gets a restraining order on them, they try to turn around and get a restraining order too to make it seem like they the victim. But Tim was like stalking Jen, popping up where she's at, slashing her tires, keying her car, threatening her and all kind of shit. Like, this man is a known fucking abuser. He had his own nephew killed. There's not a, a shadow of doubt in my mind that this man did not do everything that Jen said he did to her. So for that to be a dig, you can really, really rot and eat shit, Jackie Christie. You absolutely can. There is no way. Once you do something like that, like women who call other women liars in regards to forms of abuse, sexual assault, rape and things like that y'all are the lowest types of bitches and there is no way you could be a woman's woman or love women the way you say you do when that is your go-to when you in an argument you could have talked about jen side too you could have talked about that weak ass hair show she just put on you could have talked about how awful of a friend she ended up being to malaysia and evelyn there are so many things that you could ding jen on without calling her a liar in regards to domestic violence and domestic abuse. You are just a very shitty, shitty, shitty person. And everybody talking about how they should get over it and they could get past it. You, I don't feel like you can get past something like that. If somebody was to do that to me, there's no getting past that. There's no repairing a friendship after you do something that fucking cruel or say something that cruel. You could go to hell, truly. I agree that it is very cruel. Uh, it's on brand for Jackie Christie. But I don't think the women are necessarily wrong only because it shouldn't have taken like this for Jen. Now, granted, Jen is, you know, as you like to say, Candace, a gutter snipe in her own right. Like, this isn't new for Jackie Christie. But I think that's like they're not smart enough to say it. But I think that's kind of their point is that. This has always been Jack. She's always been vile. She's always been nasty. Hell, she made a lot of um shit. Evelyn, I think with the whole the thing with um yeah, with, she did with, with Chad. So like, this isn't new for her. And or was that Tammy? 
if, oh, wait, I think that was Tammy. That, that was Tammy. I that think was that Tammy. was Tammy. Sorry, sorry. Um, but Jackie has had a that was Tammy. But Jackie has had a history of going low um, in this type of behavior, so it shouldn't have taken. So the fact that any of them, anybody considers Jackie a friend, wants to be friends with Jackie, still holds Jackie in some kind of esteem or whatever, this like this should not surprise you. And the fact that y'all are still around her, the fact that she's even still allowed to be on the show. Honestly, if we being completely yeah. fucking honest, it's like y'all enable this type of shit. With now, it doesn't make it right yeah. for her to say no shit like that. And she's absolutely vile, but y'all have y'all been cool this long. And if this is the yeah. breaking point, then that's very fair. To, if this is the breaking point, but it shouldn't have gotten to this because y'all should have been cut this bitch. Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely. I appreciate Duffy's attempt at getting the ladies to talk to that lady. Um, Even though it didn't work, <laughs> but the it didn't was, work, uh, and the attempt was made. Uh, all of these ladies could use constant therapy and counseling because they do way too much arguing, fussing, and fighting for women who claim to be happy in their lives. Yeah, if they all had constant uh, and healthy therapy, though, they wouldn't be on the show making it. Right? Yeah, that's, <laughs> it's a catch. You're right. It's a catch twenty two. <laughs> Um, I still do not care about this reproposal and based on the previews for tomorrow, Iman don't look at all thrilled about Duffy proposing to him in front of other people. I, the only time I'm getting on my knees is I'm, I'll get on my knees to do some other things, but proposing to a man is not one of them. Not proposing, not reproposing, not, not re-re-reproposing. I'm not doing none of that. No. Absolutely. So, I, I mean, I, I'm I looking forward to seeing his face twisted up tomorrow. I think the but... thing the thing with me about that is I honestly personally really care. Um, however, what I will say is that why do we need to see it? I guess is my thing. Because we already know, you know, it's taboo. We already know people have a visceral reaction to it. Every hell, it's a goddamn argument every two months on Twitter and shit. Uh, personally, I don't really get because, but that's you know, I really don't care about that shit. Any guy, but like, why do we need to see? <laughs> like, because I mean, why do we need to see it? And y'all are already engaged. Also that. Also that. Also that. I guess that's like where y'all are already engaged and and, and you know, I I've get, been saying and I feel like you could have done something if you wanted really wanted to do something special other than actually getting married. There's something you could have done besides reproposing, like yeah, a romantic it's, getaway. It's filler. It feels like filler, and I have been saying this since this damn season started. This shit feel like ninety two percent of this damn season has felt like filler. Yes, it definitely. Y'all need some new writers. Some for sure. Um, I mean that's really all I really cared to talk about for basketball. Wise. Can I, I also talk s- about? Oh, oh, go real, ahead, Jeremy. Before we get up out of here, can I say that it was fucking hilarious seeing Jackie be so fake appalled that Jen called her a bitch? Like, uh, and again, circling right on back around to my point, the Jackie done called the entire goddamn cast, both old and new, everything but a child of God for 87 years now. <laughs> Not only really that, she got up all in that lady face and ain't do shit. Like, you be doing all that talking, and I, granted, like Adrian said, you in Mexico, you don't know their laws and shit like that, so you, you really shouldn't want to be carrying on like that. But even when they be in the States, Jackie be talking all that rah-rah shit, and she ain't never put her hands on nobody on that goddamn show. Remember when she circled the whole block when her and Jim, I mean not her and Jim, when her and Ev was beefing and do shit? Yeah. Like, you are not, you not tough like that. Let's give it a break. 
Please. The only thing tough is the wrinkles around her neck. That's about it. Definitely. A flank steak. A flank All right. around your neck. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> okay. We can move on because I do want to talk about Seeking Brother Husband. Um, Speaking of a flank, I tell you what. I'm tapped back in. <laughs> Some, something, something is very something with. Okay, I found it. Kenya, Carl, Tiger, and David. I need Kenya to take a step back, fan her pussy off, and realize that she's being really fucking delusional about David's role in their situation. Because if I remember correctly, not the episode from last Sunday, but the one before that, David is not looking to be in a relationship. He said he too busy and got too much going on. And we discussed on the show last week that we felt like David was with Kenya because there was an air of familiarity and he knew the sex was good and he knew he wouldn't have to put forth much effort because she's already heavily involved with two men, married to one and trying to have a commitment ceremony with the other one. Am I clear in that? Like, do y'all feel like she's being a little delusional about David's role? I don't know. He being honest. She's just not being, I don't feel she's being, well, okay, she is being honest, but not being honest. Like I always say, every week that we have been covering this, (laughs) (laughs) Kenya likes that new feeling, that passionate feeling before things kind of settle. And I think she all but said that in this episode, like her and Tiger had were hot and heavy making the bed, making the room stink, as the young kids say, and all of that. And now they have, I mean, I maybe with him getting older, like the drive might not be there. And it's kind of changed and it's not as much sexual as it was before. And now she wants to bring in someone else to replace that sexual aspect. So she's fine. I, I think she's fine with David and the role that he's going to play. And I think they have a better understanding of what it's going to be than what she may be portraying to Tiger and Carl. But I'm not sure she does, because when Tiger is asking her, like, what is his role here? And do you see this becoming a serious relationship? And she's like, yeah, I mean, it could be. Yes, it could be. But that's not what David was saying. David was saying he ain't got time for that shit. So her and David might have an understanding about, again, like you said, the sex is going to be invigorating and fun and, you know, because it doesn't have as much responsibility. But I don't think she, in her mind, she thinks that David really is because, again, according to them, why she and David broke up is because David was not at all interested and being a part of her polyamory lifestyle like that. Like he Mm -hmm. wasn't interested in being a second, a second partner. And I don't feel like his stance has really changed. Like he didn't come out when we saw him on the show, he didn't come out saying like, yeah, I've had a change of heart. And I feel like this is a situation that could be beneficial for all parties involved. So I do think she's a little delusional about what's going to happen between her and David. And I now, think she's gaming um, Tiger. I think she's gaming Tiger. Because if she were to say, no, this isn't 
about a relationship or no, I don't think it's going to be a relationship, then she has to sit in, this is about a physical thing and I am indeed replacing you as my physical partner. Which brings us back to square one where we said we are watching a show with people who do not really understand polyamory, who have not done a lot of the unlearning to have super healthy and long lasting relationships and a lifestyle because gaming one of the partners that you live in the home with and you're having a commitment ceremony to you're not being transparent you're not being honest and to me that is a absolute no-no in all relationships but especially a polyamorous one she's not being honest or she's delusional and either way i don't think it's gonna fare well this time I around i agree and I do, I do like Carl, but I feel like we like Carl because Carl has his own thing going on outside of Kenya. Yeah. And I think I would have liked to have seen that more. That aspect of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just don't see it for Tiger. I, I, I've tried. Um, I don't disagree. Like, I feel like his feelings are valid, mm-hmm. but I think that he is attached in a way that because Carl does his has his own thing going on and is such a non-factor that he basically behaves as if he's in a traditional monogamous relationship with Kenya. And so, you know, just the constant, is this about David? Is this about this? Is it somewhere, somewhere along the line, uh, the, the lines of communication have crossed, in my opinion. So... Yeah, because it was I mean, never it was never that way. And I think I think because because of how their structure has been for 10 years, I mean, that's a long time yeah. for you to say, yeah, I'm Polly. But during that 10 years, there was never, oh, she would date people, but, you know, she would always be here like nothing. In my opinion, Kenya don't want to hurt these these men's feelings. So she just says, we're open. And she just houses them once she's done because yeah. I really don't I really don't think her and Tiger's pre-David physical contact is gonna ever be the same once David is in the mix yeah and then yeah. once David finds the woman that he wants to be monogamous with she's just she gonna yes. bring somebody else in yeah. so if Tiger's gonna stay in this he needs to find I think he needs to find him an outside person or leave this completely. Maybe re-examine if this is really what you want to do. Yeah, because I was just about to say, do you think he will, though, is the, or wants to the thing? And I really loathe that she is pacifying him with a commitment ceremony, knowing that she can't... She's making a promise on something that she doesn't know if she can actually... Like, oh, I want to have a commitment ceremony, and... We can be honest, the excitement and the 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 level of lust and passion she has for David, it I, we have yet to see that with Tiger or Carl. There's something about David. David does it for her. So David is again, David I, is new and fresh and familiar. And they not. already said their relationship before was very passionate. So she strikes me as the the passionate love affair type person. So he had that new dick smell for her. Every yeah, time. I and I think once whatever this is with David pitters out, she's gonna move on. She's gonna move on to the next. It's never gonna be Tiger again. Oh no! And that's why I said he needs to really re-examine if this is what he wants to do and go forward. Like, is yeah. this how you saw? Is this how you see your later years in life? 
Yeah, because I I think the what he and Kenya have had has sailed. Because I'll be honest, Kenya Kenya and Carl seem like more like friends than lovers. Mm-hmm. And I know people are gonna be like, "Are well, you supposed to be friends with your lover?" No, mm-hmm. you can tell the difference. You mm-hmm. can tell the difference between two lovers who just ha- are just you know they're also great friends and they can talk about anything versus two people who. Yeah, maybe they used to mess around and they still have love for each other, but it's that, it's more platonic fire. than romantic. Yeah, yeah that, that fire, that fire is out. Yeah, because nothing in me says that Carl and Kenya are still having sex. I'm nothing, and I could be wrong, but nothing. I don't think you are. They would have to show that. me a tape, <laughs> and, I, and I will watch the tape too. I'm gonna let you know. He yeah, because like, I feel like Kenya. Give, I feel like Kenya be getting freaky. He gonna have crystals and she. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Crystal Cummins, I'll tell you what. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, <laughs> bro. <laughs> um, <laughs> new website. Alisa <laughs> and I forget the husband name. Um, we stand corrected because he did tell his family like this is my decision to- now. <laughs> now. I mean, he said the word. Now, I don't know if he meant it. And it sure don't seem like they was on the same page because once they got to talking about having babies, shit went left again. And again, we are looking at couples who claim to be into polyamory, understand it, and they're not even on the same page with important things like having children. Like, that's that's a big conversation to have. And... I know a lot of people play that we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But when you actually get there, <laughs> listen, you want to cross that bridge before you get there. Mm-hmm. Because crossing that bridge before you get there lets you know how to handle important things like like birth control and uh, condoms and prophylactics and things of that nature. Crossing that bridge when you get there usually entails somebody being pregnant at that point. I still don't think he really wants to do it. No, he's never I been. He's, he's, he's I never think been he on board. Just, he's just doing it because that's how he can keep her. Yeah. Like since the and inception, he's never been on board about it. Never. Never ever. Because if I'm not mistaken, I might be misremembering or mixing up the couples, but didn't didn't she cheat on him before? Yes, that's her. Yeah. 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 That's her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's he's never been He's never, and I think I said this like the first episode. I, I didn't think this was gonna work, or this, you know, was a because he. I don't think he's never truly forgiven her for cheating on him. No. He he says that he has, but he, that that, mm-hmm. that crack a line. <laughs> no, because they're trying to yeah. practice uh, ethical non-monogamy with an unethical foundation. Right. So mm-hmm. it's never. Come on, Adrian. Yeah. Yeah. So. If anything, I'm surprised. That, well, I guess they got to for contract reasons, but I'm surprised that they still like own the show and still at least put it on the front because this this Mike ain't never he he ain't cool none of this shit. Never have been. I, and I and I think this baby is one of those kind of trying to mark my possession type thing. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. not knowing because she strikes me that even if she got pregnant, if she spent on the right dick that she want to leave him for, she gonna do it. I mean, she's done. So I'm hoping that's not what he's trying to do. It that's what it kind of seems like. But reconsider if that's what you're trying to do, because you're not gonna be able to trap her with a baby. Because she looks like the type she'll leave you with that baby, pay her child support, and be doing dicks across the globe. So 
She looked like the type that I get an abortion before she ever told him she was pregnant. Damn, you about right, Kim. I mean, yeah, because she and and I'm not saying you know that what. No, wrong. I, don't, I don't even think she would do that. I think she would tell him like. No, I'm pregnant, but I don't. I don't intend to. This is what I intend to do. She ain't been. She ain't had to hide nothing so far. So I don't see why this would be any different. That is true. That's a yeah. good point. The other white girl who dating Vincent, Katie Holmes. Ka- oh. <laughs> Katie right. Holmes, you would. Oh, showtime, showtime, showtime. Kill the I understand wanting to tell your parents and get in front of it before they see you on this show. Um, but growing up in a devout religious home where your dad is a preacher and things of that nature, I am not sure what expectations she had once she told her parents. I don't know. I mean, again, I don't feel like it's any of their business. And I think her brother even said that was like our parents just don't want to know about it they don't want to hear about it they don't want to discuss it and this thing like this thing where you're trying to force them to come around so you can so you can further tell them about how you trying to take dicks to the head i don't know what you (laughs) like you throwing back dicks what do you want from your what do you want from your minister father what do you want from your first lady mother You know, like, am I being, I'm not saying it's right that they're this intolerant, but you had, she had to know that they wasn't going to be like, oh, okay, I understand, you know, juggle as many, juggle as many dicks as you can, juggle as balls. I'm going to go further. If you know that that's your parents' background, you know that this is a sensitive topic will will be a sensitive and probably controversial topic for them why are you doing this on national tv don't bring me on national tv because then i feel like you're trying to control my response yeah and when i feel like my response is trying to be yeah if i feel like my response is being controlled then my reaction is going to be way worse than it probably would have been privately because you're trying to get me on tv and and paint and make it like i'm so insufferable and intolerant and you you very well could be, but you also your religious beliefs might don't fall in line with that. I, I mean, and and we can go outside of religious beliefs, like just based on how most of us are raised and the what they place values on. Like polyamory is a big thing for anyone, heathen or saint. Yeah. Like that's that's an adjustment for anybody, especially in this country, and especially when. The roles are reversed and it is the woman trying to have many male partners. We are not that, we have not progressed that far yet. And I agree, Adrian, even if you are not in the church, even if you don't even believe in God, we are still very much socialized to believe that when it comes to heteronormativity is between a man and a woman and that's it. A lot of people are still not able to fully grasp the concept of polyamory and having more than one soulmate or more than one partner and things like that. I don't, again, I just do not know what she expected from her parents and trying to force them to come down and visit so you can further explain to them how you are a three-hole quickie champion. I don't know what you want. Like, I'm with your parents. I'm with her parents. Like, if I'm not ready to discuss this, if I'm not comfortable, if I don't have anything positive to say, 
You, I'm not about to get on TV and you force my hand and I cuss you the fuck out. Just let me alone. If they come, if they choose to come around eventually, let it happen. If they don't, then you got to decide: is this lifestyle worth severing ties and bonds with your family? Well, I think it harkens back to something that you said, like at the beginning when we started covering this, is that it seems like these couples want to have this lifestyle while also kind of wanting that traditional monogamous approval from their loved ones. And it's like, don't get me wrong. Like I like like, like I said earlier when we were talking about hell, basketball wise or whatever, I honestly, for me personally, fuck tradition. At the same time, I'm cool with that and I don't ask nobody permission for me to be like fuck tradition. Y'all asking for permission and approval for being like fuck tradition. You can't do both. <laughs> you can't do both. If you go absolutely, what, what do I always say? If you're gonna fuck around, fuck, fuck around, around expe- expe- you got put your foot down, be like, hey, listen, I ain't with this traditional shit. I'm just gonna be be me and do me and he and him and Tom Dick and Harry, whoever. And if you and and it Especially I would like, dick. <laughs> I would like for you to be cool with it, but if you not, that's cool too. Y'all ain't being cool with them not being cool with it, and that's the problem. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, much like you and Adrian have said, it's non-traditional, non-monogamy. Meaning, meaning, everybody's not going to be on board with the shit. They just not. And so, if if you keep going around fishing for, digging for approval from people who are on the complete opposite spectrum of what you're trying to do and create and have and foster and grow. You're never going to be happy. You are yeah. never going to be happy if doing this is is dependent on getting approval and understanding from people who have no approval and understanding to give. And that you know have no approval in it. That's the other thing. Like, it'd be one thing if you, like, you know, you don't really know how they feel. Y'all ain't had this conversation. You don't really know what's going on. You know y'all folks don't fuck with you. Y'all know At how all. they is. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well... I'm not going to say worst of luck to you. I'm going to say that I hope at some point you either acknowledge that you are doing something that you want to do and you don't need anybody's approval to do it, or you really examine if you're in it for the right reasons because you are seeking so much approval to do it. Figure it out, though. Get it together. Think big, bitch. (laughs) Shayna. Is it Shayna or Shauna? Shayna? Chandra? Shauna, Shauna, yeah, Shauna. Um, Shana. this bitch, she didn't lie when she said it was hard to break up with this nigga. <laughs> she did not lie. Oh, uh, this is the his name is Noble, right? Yeah. Noble is the one that has the sickle cell trait, like she does, correct? Yes. That she can't have babies with, and on top of that, he is <clears throat> uncomfortable and not at all pleased that she's dating somebody else. Um. And so some oh I'm a piece of shit. Sometimes this is why you gotta break up with a motherfucker through text message and just call it a day. Like <laughs> I used to phone. think you had to be a piece of shit to break up with somebody through text message or a phone call. But this face-to-face interaction and her trying to let him know that things are not working out, they're not on the same page, she's dating somebody else, they can't have children together. Basically, all the things that she wants, she can't have with him in the picture. And he is just doing so much. Like, take your breakup and leave. 
It was not very great. It was not. She crying and shit. He like, I'm being replaced. And I, I, I don't think he's being replaced. I feel like even though they can't have children together, if he, if he was okay with her dating somebody else and seeking another potential partner who she could in the future have children with, that he would stay in the picture. But not only can we not have kids together, you are arguing me the fuck down about taking another partner who I could potentially have children with. What do what do you what would you have her do in that situation, Noble? That's my question. What would you have her do in that situation? Like, how do y'all feel about it? Am I on like an island by myself or because I feel like breaking up with him was absolutely the right thing to do. She should have stayed broken up with him when he got kicked out of the basement at their house. Mm. <laughs> mm. Valid point. Valid point, honestly. I don't feel like you would you would be here again because even from what she's saying, like this sounds like a back and forth thing that she's been doing. Yeah. And if she's gonna and I understand you don't want people to be hurt due to your actions, but Sometimes people's hurt feelings are a byproduct of you living your life. And that's just, it just is what it is. When people don't fit anymore into the equation and they don't fit anymore into the greater good of what you want or are trying to accomplish or, or be a part, be a part of some people have to go. Like what's the, what's the very cliche saying now people be in your life for seasons. Yeah. Like, this this is meant to be seasonal. I and I also am somebody who feels like if there's always that constant back and forth, push and pull, tugging, tug of war shit, we not really went we not really meant to be together like that. Because I again, love is love is hard. Like you hit challenges when it comes to love, but if it's a constant struggle, a constant state of struggle, that's not love and we don't need to be together. The I'm not a I'm gonna be honest, I'm not a on and off type of bitch. I ain't that ain't never been been me in a relationship. I don't do too much spending the block. As a matter of fact, I ain't never spent the block. When we done, baby, we done. I can't Every go time I, spend on something new if I'm still spending the block with you. Bars. Every time I've spun the block, I wish that they demolished it. <laughs> <laughs> Like for real, every time I, I and I say that, like I even got friends. Every time they have spun the block on something, they wish the car didn't have no fucking wheels on it. They wish it was sitting on cinder blocks. And I'm not no wrap around ass bitch. The only thing I'm gonna do a wrap around on is a drink and a little bit of greenery. But other than that, Ooh. no, I'm not. I'm not doing no wrap around. No, no, thank you, no thank you. Pass, hard pass. And I hope she leaves it like that. Like, I hope when we get an update, if they have a reunion or some shit, Noble is not in the picture. I don't necessarily really like Valentino per se, but they, I like, okay, I take that back. I like him more because the conversation that they had about being long distance and figuring things out, he seemed, one, okay with the lifestyle, willing to compromise with the travel and stuff until they got better acquainted. And things like that. It it didn't seem like she was constantly pushing and pulling with Valentino the way she was with Noble. Now things change as time change, and you never know. But there seemed to be a better fit and some better chemistry than she had with Noble. I think That's they are a better fit, and there is better chemistry. But I think she she has her foot on the gas for having a baby, and I don't think Valentino is there yet. 
I don't think he has counted it out with her. I don't think he's there yet. So he's trying to slow roll it. So I can see their issue being her trying to like move things faster. Yeah, I'm not opposed. I'm not opposed to to buying into that. I could buy into that one. Speaking of buying into Love and Marriage Huntsville. Segway Joe. <laughs> Sheree, 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 you should be fucking embarrassed that you have been claiming with. First of all, no, I'm sorry in advance if I'm being ages, but Sheree Whitfield is over 50 years old talking about she would give uh, Martell more kids. Why? For what purpose? For what reason? Wasn't you... she like barely around for the other? I'm gonna put it in reverse. I don't want to talk about. No, but... no. Put that motherfucker back in drive and <laughs> push. Put your put the pedal to the fucking metal because you are right. And for the and if we're being honest, those kids is probably damaged in the motherfucker because they had to endure their dad whooping on short. Yeah, and yep. this 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 about to be my problem. And Segway Johnson, I'm not blaming Sheree for being a victim. What I'm going to say is, as a woman who has been in an abusive relationship before with Bob Whitfield, who was being used by Tyrone to get a little bit of clout and and shit like that, to go to Martell, a man who we saw in real time cheat on his wife for a majority of their marriage and produced multiple pregnancies that resulted in a child being born and being here while he was married to his now ex-wife, Melody, you have terrible fucking discernment of if you were at 50, because times have changed, medicine has changed. Now you a crazy bitch to go and try to have another baby when you got grown babies, but that's your pussy, that's your business, that's your reproductive system. But at least use discernment and, and talk that kind of talk with somebody who is a decent human being. You talking about giving this man more babies and he has is currently has been trying to fight his ex-wife for full custody because he don't like the fact that his ex-wife gay brother watches their children. Come on now, make it make sense, Sheree. Sheree's too old and pretty for this. Like you this really sounds like you are playing them late teen, early twenties trapper man games. Like, why are you why are you trying to have a baby by this man? Be a be an exceptional stepmom if you're gonna try if you gonna try to do something. If you're gonna be a pick me, do that. And I also add on to this. While all while both of you have made completely valid points, um, I saw on Twitter, was it yesterday? I think it was, no, Friday, I believe. Uh one of my friends, uh, shout out to Ronnie. She was talking about Sheree and Martell and the parent and all of this on top of the fact that Martell still do not claim Sheree. And I made the uh, joke that I'm actually pretty proud of that I said, well, Sheree is just she by sadness. And it's really sad because, like you said, she's too old. She done been through too much and she's too beautiful, despite her age, to be going outside over this nigga who is the constant song of strife. Have y'all seen the clip from the season premiere episode of Real Housewives of Atlanta when, Not yet. first of all, okay. I saw so people talk about clip, it, but I didn't see it. Yet. Clip going around, and it's Sheree and Martell, and Sheree has invited Martell over with a private chef, and they prepare dinner together. They sit down, there and I will say this: Oh, Marty Mar is definitely a sassy pants because he was dragging Candy and Todd for fucking filth, and I appreciate it because we. I don't never knock Candy for being successful, 
But what we're not going to do is you're not going to sit up here and talk about who are opportunists when every time we blink, Ty opening up another failing business with your coin. Mm. That's what we're not going to do. Now, back to that. What I noticed, and I even tweeted is, they do not interact like a couple who is romantically involved. They certainly seem like friends. They seem like they was cool, but they had no chemistry. If you turn the volume the volume down on the um, clip, you're going to think that's just a homeboy and a homegirl hanging out. So my question, Candace, because I, 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 I do agree with you. Do they give, they cool, and maybe mess around once or twice, or they just never went that far? I don't think they ever went that far. I think this has been a very big publicity stint on both of their halves that has been equally beneficial. One, mm. two, because Martel even said on this episode that his image, his whole everything, took a huge hit with his divorce and everything. And Sheree, her image and her how she was perceived took a huge hit when everybody started calling shenanigans on the Tyrone situation. And so I absolutely think they got together, plotted, planned, and schemed to, to not get just one check, but two checks, a Bravo check and an own check. That's what I believe. I, and so far it has worked out until it's time for us to actually see them on camera together and they don't have no chemistry. And the rumor mill is saying that um, they are, they are since all the filming has happened, they are broken up. I put Ooh. broken up in air quotes. They're no longer together. See, I don't see, think they were you, ever together romantically. Have y'all seen the rumor that uh, Martel tried to come at Kenya first? Yeah, I saw that clip too. And it's like, that don't shock me. Doesn't shock me. See, my- However, I think it's very weird that Kenya would wait till they were filming to discuss it. Because the the charade shit has been happening since last season when it filmed rapping, and Kenya never mentioned it then. So why mention it now? She's an agent of chaos. See, I honestly, I've been since the whole you know Martell and Sheree, you know dating whatever. I was saying that it didn't feel real from the beginning until the whole her claiming him and him not that's when i started to think it might be something to it just a bit yeah because that's on brand for sheree honestly (laughs) as sad as that is that is on brand for sheree yeah yep i just um but yeah they don't have no chemistry whatsoever like we this was this was this was definitely pr it was absolutely pr yep pr but also okay I I am Melody. I would have left that fucking spa with all that arguing. Because mm-hmm. the only people arguing who keeping up all the chaos are the two people who were not directly involved in that situation from Jump Street. Uh, Tiffany and Stormy literally had nothing to do with that situation. So wh- again, as I asked last week, why are y'all sticking y'all nose in it and trying to rehash it? Kimmy... Um, I mean, uh, what's the cousin name? Kiki, Kiki and Tisha have made people, okay? Tisha and Mel have made people. It's all over and done with. Why are y'all going, like, it's, again, giving me fluff and filler because I don't have no actual storyline. And I, I, I will repeat this every time. My biggest issue with Tiffany is you didn't have this energy last season when, you, when your marriage and your relationship 
was being subjected to scrutiny. You and that big dumb looking motherfucker ran for the fucking hills and we did not see y'all for the rest of the season. So I just feel like it is extremely audacious to be, keep trying to get knee deep in something that has nothing to do with you. I really do. But that's, been her, I, yeah. that's always been her thing. And I don't think she's been held properly to task for it. Because she came in with the monster vaping thing that wasn't nobody's business. It wasn't that deep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Maybe she would have got popped in the mouth then. We wouldn't be having all these problems. Because now she can't get popped in the mouth. Yep. You know what it gives me? It gives me, not to the exact same degree, but remember how Ashley on Potomac was held on wheels, keeping up shit, and then she got pregnant, and she still kept up shit, but nobody really wanted to check her because she was pregnant. Mm-hmm. That's that's what it re- reminds me of. Yeah. Also, like, yep. that, you know what? That's very mean. <laughs> <I'm not. laughs> yeah. No, fuck it. I am going to say it. it. Fuck it. Say fuck it. it. Imagine being that sassy and you appeal pregnant by Lurch. That's just insane. Mm-hmm. hmm you can't around that nigga's baby. You got Jesus Christ. Congratulations yeah, on you, your baby. You pre- yeah. It's not every day that you could give birth to an alien. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm male. I would have left. That's not a spa day for me. Listening to bitches argue about business that's not theirs is not a spa day for me. That ain't and a spa. That's hate. I would have tiptoed about that motherfucker too, for sure. Tiptoed. Um, we'll see how long the piece lasts between Mel and Tisha. I I don't really want to have a conversation about it because we've been here before. They claim they moving forward, moving past it, and then they end right back up at ground zero. So we'll see. I, I one thing I I talked about it on Twitter, and it bears repeating here when I was watching the show. Marceau deserves, in my opinion, as much shit as Martel does, because we are watching on our TV screens this man actively be emotionally and mentally abusive to his wife by way of gaslighting her consistently. When he had, and, and I just, I would like to know when Tisha's brain matter was replaced with marshmallow fluff, because there's no way that this man talks to you in that capacity like, I'm like, I am okay. Like, I understand that Tisha wants to be soft and vulnerable with her husband. Tisha wants to trust her husband to protect and provide. My problem with that is your husband sees those qualities in you as a fucking weakness, not a privilege, not an honor, but a weakness. It should, it is a privilege and an honor when a woman love you and trust you enough to be vulnerable with you, be soft with you, to trust you to lead and protect and provide and make good good decisions on her and the family's behalf. And he was talking to her, talking about, see, I'm I provide and protect because you weak. What? That's that's weakness. That's a symbol of trust. And he don't honor her. He don't respect her. He don't see those things. He sees the he sees that stuff as a weakness. And then gaslights her about it. You don't like her. I've been I've been saying this for eight or seven moons now, but it bears repeating. He don't like Tisha. He just tolerates and he tolerates her and he appreciates the things that she does for him as a wife and mother of their kids, but he don't like her. He resents her. Let's let's yeah, keep I, let's mm, make it plain. Mm. He resents her because 
in his mind, I don't think he would have married Tisha. She wouldn't have been pregnant. Mm -hmm. So in his mind, everything that you do for me is reparations for me, for me sacrificing my life to marry you because you were pregnant. Mm. And he focuses Mm -hmm. so much on being a provider and a protector because he don't have shit else to offer. He don't have Mm. no emotional intelligence. He don't have no compassion, don't know shit about those kids, don't almost killed his son the the first two seasons about to get his boy peanuts and he allergic. So he focuses on protecting and providing because I can say, oh, no, I don't do those things, but I do these things. And for some bird brain bitches out there that want to defend him, they're going to say, oh, well, he protects and he provides for the house. Yet half the shit in Tisha name. So who protecting and providing? Who providing shade and shelter? Because it ain't you, bruh. If we didn't have stuff under my credit profile, you wouldn't wouldn't be no skulk, hulk, lightning bolts, nothing. <coughs> like, and I think oh, he also oh, knows lightning that. bolts got me hollering. And he knows that. And I think that's another layer of resentment. So he has a lot of resentment with that woman who just wants to be say. <laughs> I go back and forth how I feel about Tisha, but at the end of the day, I do think she wants to be a good wife and a good mother. And she wants Absolutely. to be and she wants to be a woman that has her own and can do for herself. I need I I need Tisha to step her pussy game up and boss up on niggas. Like, you need to consult me about this. Because if not, get this shit up from out from under my name. If you don't want me to do nothing with this business, get it from under my name. Yeah. And I just say bravo, Adrian, because goddamn, that was a read. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was damn. a drag. It was a hell of a drag and a true one. Because, <laughs> again, the things that Tisha affords Marceau, again, her vulnerability, her softness, her her blind trust those are not things you should take for granted in a relationship those are things that you absolutely should see as an honor and a joy and it should tell you that your partner loves you and trusts you and you are doing something right and instead just continues to gaslight her treat her like she's weak treat her like she can't handle anything talks to her like she's the fucking dumb whole time this woman is degreed the fuck up the education is there she is the reason that scope is even in the green today and the the he couldn't at the very least come and talk to her about bringing in a business partner about about martel being back a part of the scope business i just i think he's a really awful person if we are being honest like, like, and let's be honest, like, just because you didn't cheat on your wife or just because you didn't get caught because she had the, your mistress got pregnant, you not know, you not know better than Martel. You manipulative, you abusive, and you fucking gaslight her at every fucking turn. All I got to say is birds of a feather. And Tisha, I wish you would have maintained your relationship with Mel because I might have my feelings about Mel, but Mel would have had you bossed up and out of this situation because you see when God said go to Mel, Mel was gone, kept the building, changed it out. The business that they did share that he talking about, he wanted to share. She just let it defunct. Like Mel could have, Mel could have had her boss up in this situation and it wouldn't have necessarily meant leaving Marceau, but it would have had her. Yeah, she'd had her functioning with a little more sense than she does now. 
It would have had her yeah. so Marsoka and play in her fucking face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not only that, I would like Tisha to really do the work and go sit on somebody's couch and really unpack her self-esteem issues. Really unpack it because as a woman who has gone and gotten multiple degrees, as a woman who obviously has a sound business mind because she took that business from the red to the green, sitting around and allowing a man to tell you that things that you afford him are a weakness. And that's why he has to protect and provide for you. I said this on Twitter and I'm not hearing me. I'm not wishing death on nobody. If Marceau died tomorrow, God forbid, because I know that his kids and his wife and his family and friends love him. I can't stand the motherfucker, but he's loved by many around him. So he says, um, if he, if he died tomorrow, Tisha would be hurt. Tisha would cry. Tisha would not crumble. As a matter of fact, Tisha would probably thrive more in his absence than in his presence because she wouldn't have a man who she claims to love and claims to love her sitting around constantly talking down to her and invalidating her. That girl is not a porcelain teacup. She will be okay. And so if only she would realize her own strength, she would then realize that he is a fuck nigga. I can guarantee you whatever self-esteem issue she have is one default. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Um, this comeback group shit. Okay. Again, Marceau trying to be a crook and a scammer. First of all, I am so glad that Mel and Kimmy was talking money. You want to put on a black business expo. You want to have panel discussions. You want me to use my personal and business social media to promote this black business expo. You want to you want to reach out to businesses for um, sponsorships and, and money so that you can set this up without having to come out of pocket. But you don't think you have to pay me for my time, effort and energy. <laughs> <laughs> what fucking world is you living in? You you get some sponsorships and you get six figures worth of sponsorships to the f- point that you you pay the the venue pay for itself, the lunch, whatever ever else pay for itself. You don't think you should have to pay people for promoting this on social media? Because that's how that works. Child. He, he trying to treat them like he was uh trying to treat uh Jalen when Jalen was the manager of black. Like it's just I know you fucking lying to me. Again, Marceau is just not a good person. He really also, not. Also, didn't they already float this idea like two seasons ago? Oh, my tripping. No, I think no. they've. All, I mean, the show always started around them being the comeback group, which originally started. They were supposed to be taking that land and putting some housing, um, some affordable yes. housing. That blew up with everything. So they've always been trying to see if they could do the comeback group in some some type of way. And I think this is just a new reiteration of them trying to do the comeback group and now it's this business expo that they're trying to put on yeah um i absolutely agree with mel and kimmy you need to talk dollars and cents to me because i don't know like promoting things on social media putting bodies in a building for an event especially something like a black business expo and things like that panel discussions and things like that that shit is very time consuming. Very time consuming. And uh, Marceau, to me, is one of those people who he he only want to make sure he eats. He don't care if everybody else eating and is okay. He will turn a profit and try to get ahead, even if it means stepping on the backs of people who 
he used to work with and do business with, people in his community. He is yeah. all about self. Hell, even people that he consi considers or his wants damn to wife. Friend. Yeah, yeah, friends, wife, yeah. Yeah, he got that fake black excellence things down. Yeah. It's definitely giving Brandon big business Jenkins and shit. I bet him and I, I bet him and Tyler Perry get along quite nice. Scammers of a feather. Um, but that was it. That's it for the shows this week. When we come back to y'all next week, we still gonna have three shows because um Real Housewives of Atlanta premieres on the seventh. However, we is finna get jam-packed because Bell Collective is coming back in May. We're going to have Real Housewives of Atlanta, um, Secret Brother Husband, Love and Marriage Huntsville. Did y'all see Black Ink is coming back? Black Ink New York. And now it's not Black Ink Compton. It's Black Ink LA. Didn't we call that yeah. that if they kept... Didn't we uh, call that? Yeah. yeah. Puma was going to be the face? Mm -hmm. We said Puma was going to be the face if they kept New York. Cat is now the face for LA. I have no Ooh. idea what's going on with Chicago. All I know is that Four is constantly on Twitter showing his booty hole. So Gosh. that leads me to believe that maybe Chicago is not coming back because he's trying to get a dime by any means necessary. So I mean, I'm glad that they like rebranded it from Comp from to LA from Compton because I'm not gonna hold you. I, I'm more interested in seeing Kat and what she got going on than whether than fucking KP and him still beefing with his employee. Now I think KP gonna be on there. I know, but I'm saying like making him the focal. Yeah, point but not the right. focal. No, yeah, exactly. he yeah, has exactly. proven that he's so he not be really on there. able to. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Kings. No, I was just saying KP showed us that he's not able to put his personal bullshit aside and do business. So exactly. I'm hoping to see Lemire back. Yes. Yes. And see what he's got going on. Um, I'm looking forward to Bell Collective. Mm -hmm. um, couples Retreat. Uh, Real Housewives. Uh, we, did Couples Retreat start yet, Adrian? It started in May, right? No. I think it starts uh this Tuesday. Y'all is not gonna be disappointed in us. We 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 back, baby. Jam-packed. Okay. Um, love during lockup comes back in July. So we're not covering that Mama June bullshit. Mm -hmm. But I think we'll be able to do VH1 Couples Retreat on the Patreon for Ratchet Reloaded. Mm-hmm. With Bad Boys the... Texas. Yes. And then the other show we're going to check out to see if we're going to cover the uh, Martha's Vineyard mm -hmm. Summer House thing. Yeah, Summer House, oh. yes. Yeah, okay. Yep, yep. So we've we given y'all content. Make sure you go sign up for the Patreon, FlawlessNoises.com slash Patreon. I mean, Patreon.com slash FlawlessNoises. Signing up at the red level gets you access to Ratchet Reloaded and some other shows. Signing up at the blue Noise level gets you access to the wind down and red light special, um, F FNM round table, and we're probably gonna add some new content as well. But go do that, okay? And with that, we will see y'all back next week. Thank you to all our new listeners. Um, the analytics is analyticing for us, and we appreciate y'all supporting us. And we do we do shout out. I'm sorry. Yeah, that come was on. Shout, shout, shout some motherfuckers out. Let's go. So I want to shout not out. Rude. We uh, family. I want to shout out uh, TK. Uh, that's one of my one of my best friends. And she she pumping us out there, folks. Like she putting her employees on to the podcast. 
Um, I appreciate it so much. I love you, TK. And she about to get married, so congratulations on that, too. Congratulations, TK, and thank you for fucking with us. If you ever decide you want to be a guest one day, just let us know. We could bring you on. We we could we could talk about these shows and have a great ass time. Um, but yes, we appreciate you. We thank you. And yeah, keep listening and tell a friend and tell a friend and tell a friend. Keep listening to us. We out, y'all.